Hey, sweet friends, my name is Chef Schomburg. I started my baking business with a bottle of Di Serrano and one Bundt cake pan. Fast forward to today from news to magazines, speaking on national stages and more, I can truly say that baking has changed my life. So now, as a bakery business coach, I get to help others have the same success. I've helped hundreds of my students across the world in my global membership program create six-figure businesses, mainly from home. The Baking for Business podcast is an extension of that. From actionable tips to valuable tools and resources that can impact you as a business owner. I truly believe, y'all, we would never have been given a gift if we couldn't profit and prosper from it. So come on, darling. What are you waiting for? Hey, Bacon friends, and welcome back to the Bacon for Business podcast. I am so excited to be here with you guys another month and to be here with this amazing, beautiful guest, you guys. I'm going to try not to cry as I get through this interview because this young lady is, she is one of my uh, students, but she is also an amazing woman in her own right. This month is October, and October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month directly from the breastcancer.org website, about one in eight women in the United States will develop invasive breast cancer over the course of their lifetime. And for women in the United States, breast cancer death rates are higher than those for any other cancer besides lung cancer. And as a matter of fact, as of January, 2022, there are more than 3.8 million women with the history of breast cancer in the United States. So October is definitely a time for us to be aware of breast cancer and not just this month, every month afterwards. But I wanted you to hear an amazing story of hope and of triumph. And so today I am so blessed to be talking to Anna Bolden. Anna is the owner of Cut and Keep Eating located in the Bowie, Maryland area. Anna started her business in 2007. So she has been baking for a while. I will link to her page in the show notes. And whenever you see the stuff she does, she always does it with care, with precision and love. But Anna is also a two-time breast cancer survivor. And so today we're going to hear her story of what happened, what does it look like going through it, as well as how does it look to overcome it once we get to the other side of being a breast cancer survivor. Anna, welcome to the Bacon for Business podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you, Chef. So glad to be here. And thank you so very much for giving me the opportunity to bring awareness, more awareness to this month um, as it's set aside, as you mentioned, to honor those who are surviving, thriving, and even remembering those that we've lost in the month of October um, as a result of breast cancer. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely, Anna. So tell me about Cut and Keep Eating. You are a licensed e-commerce cottage bakery. So tell me about when you first got your LLC, when you first started your business. What is it that you love to bake and why did you choose baking as a business? I love to bake. Um, I've always had a knack for baking and cooking, Mm -hmm. but it was something about seeing decorated cakes that I was just interested in. So I started 
taking classes at our local AC Moore, which are no longer in business. And um, it was very fun. The instructor became one of my good friends afterwards and just learned a lot from her and worked with her even on some of her personal orders outside of class just to gain even more experience in that realm. And I think I, it, it the whole concept of the decorated cake thing just really came about because of the class and just wanting to, ooh, that's pretty. I want to learn how to do that too. And then not only that, I was I, I got married in 2004 and just visiting all of the different bakeries to decide upon my wedding cake, it really piqued my interest then. So it was um, not until 2007, as I mentioned, that I really just started delving into it and just growing as I go. Every day I learn something new. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And I actually got the opportunity to meet Anna when I recently traveled to D.C. She came out and she visited me. And you guys, she is as beautiful in person as she is listening to her lovely voice. She's such Thank an amazing joy. And so now you've, you've opened the business. You're baking and mm-hmm. you are a career woman. You have an amazing, amazing corporate job, which I know you can't can't tell us is it's a very high classified job <laughs> that is that is all I can say <laughs> so you have an amazing job and you're also running this business and then what happened when was the first time that you found out what did that look like that exact day and moment I found out um all in a matter of three weeks things happened I was um I had my mammogram Uh, There was a notice or the doctors recognized an area of concern. They had me do a biopsy and it was confirmed. And again, that was all in a matter of three weeks. And the date that it was confirmed was March 19, 2012. Mm -hmm. I was diagnosed with ductal carcinoma in situ. Everything was in my left breast and my milk ducts. And um, for those women who unfortunately are on this journey or are in remission now, such as myself, um, I you may know more about this. I was estrogen and progesterone positive, um, HER2 negative, and I was diagnosed with stage two. So what that day looked like for me. I was at work. I'm not too far from my doctors. So I said, you know, honey, I'll be okay. We're going to see what happens. But when I got the diagnosis or the probability, let me let me say that. Let me clarify, clarify that. It's when I had the biopsy and the doctor said to her, it looked like it. Um, because initially she asked me, have you been in an accident? You know, have you had any trauma to your breast? And I was like, no. So apparently that is something that can give them an indication something is wrong if you have trauma or something um, of that nature to your breast. But when I told her no, and again, she was a the doctor. So she was like, "Um, I'm thinking maybe, but we're not we're not sure. But but, you know, my gut is telling me and from what I've always seen in the past, that's what it looks like. So when I left the doctor's office, I walked back to work and yes, I cried because my first thought was, 
I'm going to die. I'm not going to be here to see my daughter live. And what about my husband? Those are all the things that immediately came over me as I was walking back. But I am so grateful for that walk because it was during that walk that I had to be talking to God because he's the one who has sustained me standing on his word, prayer with my husband. That is what has gotten me through, never wavering, even when the storm was at its peak. You know, I still was reminded of God's word and the goodness thereof. Amen. I love that. And I I will share because I do know a little backstory, too. I can imagine that that was a a long walk from the doctor's office back to your job, just with so much on your mind. And you had you have the privilege of actually working with what a lot of people don't know is a very important person. Both of these two people have high profile jobs and you guys know this other person. Her name is Monique Millinder. She is the owner of Gotta Have Cake and Monique and Anna are good buddies. So you walk back into the office and from what I heard, (laughs) your good buddy, you got to tell us this story pray for you in a very, very unique way. We've had Monique on the podcast before. Y'all know she's all about dessert photography, but she's also a very positive, very kind, giving woman as well. And what a blessing to just have a friend to go to straight that day. And and what did you guys do in that office exactly? (laughs) Well, my sister, my good friend, Monique, who is a prayer warrior, She laid hands on my breast, yes, in my office, physically on my breast, and we prayed. She prayed the blood of Jesus over me and my breast, and it was, it was just, it just put me at ease. You know, we both were crying, uh, you know, as you can imagine, Um, but it was also good to have that moment to have that person, because as you're walking through anything, as you're walking through whatever trial and tribulation that God puts before you, it is good to have a village. Yeah. And, and, and the village may not always be your family. It's going to be your friends um, as well. And it's good to have those people who are standing there in the gap, praying and being there where you can physically put a hand on them and they you and and just pray over you. So it it was a phenomenal thing. And in addition to that, before I went into surgery, my second, during my second bout with um, breast cancer, she gave me a folder full of prayers and, and words of affirmation and a letter that she wrote to me to just uplift my spirits. And of course, you know, when I think about it, I want to cry. I probably will cry, but it, it meant the world to me that she took that time to do that. Yeah. And along with that, and again, my faith, my husband and my spiritual sister and family, I was able to get through one of the toughest times of my life, which is my, which is when I went through my second bout. And I want to back up and say, Chef, that when I went through that first um, diagnosis of breast cancer in 2012, it was almost like I say it was an answer to a prayer 
because every day when my husband and I pray together, that's one of the things that we always end our prayers with. God, use us however you see fit. Mm. And that was God's way. And as I went through this journey, that's what I realized that he was answering a prayer, not necessarily a way that I would want it to be answered, obviously, because no one wants to walk that journey. But again, if you're grounded in your faith, excuse me, and you are trusting in God, no matter again, how bad that storm is, you know, he's going to see you through. If he brought it to you, he's going to bring you through it. Yeah. So I I looked at that. I had many um, scriptures that I stood on during my, during my journey and, uh, and just praising my way through it. Even when I was diagnosed my second go round, which Mm -hmm. was two years later, October 10th, 2014. Wow. That was a blow because I wasn't, obviously I wasn't expecting it. Here I go. Okay. I'm going to schedule my, my mammogram for October. October one is when I scheduled it in 2014. They said, okay, we'll call you in about five days with your results. They called me the next day. It's like, we see an area of concern. We need you to come back in. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, okay, Lord, here we go again. It's like, okay, all right, well, we go, but we know what to do. We know what to do. So I immediately called my husband at that moment because I think they had called me at work and we prayed about it over the phone. No different than what we usually do. Again, his words to me, do not get ahead of God. And And I could not promise him that. And I told him that. I said, honey, I cannot promise you that, but I will try. So fast forward to a few weeks later, um, again, everything found in my left breast, same type of breast cancer. Um, But this one, this diagnosis was a little more radical, as I call it. Um, There, if it depending on my oncotype, and that's a score that you that the doctors will give you to determine what kind of treatment you will have. So my oncotype score came back a little higher than what my um, breast surgeon would like it to have been. So that day she called me. I was standing in Cole's department store and she told me what my oncotype score was and what that meant. That day, I faced my worst fear, and that fear was having to have chemo. Mm. I held it together as best as I could while I was in the Coles department store. My mom was outside waiting for me, and when I got back to the car, it all came out, and she was like, what is going on? Mm. And that's when I let her know, called my husband, we prayed and we did the same thing that we normally do. And my mom was like, do you want to go home? And I was like, no. After I got it out, I was like, no, I had a nail appointment, y'all. I had to go get my nails done. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, at this point, what can I do? Yeah. What can I do? There's nothing I could do. So I got myself together. I went and got my nails done, y'all. And and, and I, I live my life 
you know, I had to choose to live. And that's what I have been doing from my first diagnosis in 2012 to this day. I have chosen to live. Amen. And that, that's such an awesome thing to choose. And so your business started in 27, 2012 was your first diagnosis. You go a couple of years thinking, okay, I'm cool. I beat this thing. And then bam, here we go again, two years later. Right. And did you, did you stop baking at all during this time? Yes, I had to stop baking because um, I was going through chemo. Um, even when I was my first diagnosis, I was only treated with radiation and I had to take tamoxifen daily. And with that, I still was baking. I was still working, even with going through 31 rounds of radiation that I had to do three times a week. I would get my radiation in the morning, go straight to work. And everybody's like, Anna, you not tired? I was like, uh, no. <laughs> you said 31 rounds? 31 rounds of radiation, localized radiation. Is, is that normal? Because that seems like a lot. Mm-hmm. It's normal. Wow. It's normal. That is how they are treating your breast cancer. Uh, if, if you choose, if you elect not to have um, chemotherapy, which at that time, I, my husband and I, we did some research. And at that time, we felt that was best for me to just have the radiation, take the tamoxifen and go on with it at, um, from that standpoint. And I want to also add, Chef, that this does not run in my family. I have been tested for the BRCA gene. I do not carry it. So again, more evidence that this was a mantle that God wanted me to carry that he wanted me to be the vessel to walk through this, to share with other women. And, you know, here, look again, here I, here I am. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I know you've shared your story m- more times than, than just here. And you're always very positive and just pouring love into everyone else around you. And so time, the, the second go round, how long did it take to, to remove the, cause you said this go round was more radical. So how long did it take to remove, just get it all out? Okay. So I look at my surgery dates as my anniversary dates and my dates, my dates of becoming cancer free, if you will. Um, you will also hear the term, um, no evidence of cancer. Um, so that day for me was October 28th is when I had my surgery and back in 2014 and in doing this surgery, I had I elected to have a bilateral mastectomy with immediate reconstruction. So on that day, and it's coming up this Friday, um, I will be eight years, no evidence of cancer. So, yay. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Um, So that's that took me a while because for the I had four rounds of chemotherapy. Mm -hmm. So that started in November. November or November. Yeah. November. And no, I'm sorry. December. That's when my rounds of chemo started because that took me through the first of 2015 when they, when it ended. And I was able to get through that again, facing my worst fear. Um, but God sustained me y'all. He, he really did because 
if you saw me outside of the loss of hair, you would have never known what I was going through. I looked like me. I was me. I was not sick like that image that I had in my head before when I've seen other people go through chemo. It wasn't anything like that. So, and I give God all the praise for that. Amen. That is awesome. That is awesome. And so you you go through it, you get it out, and then you have the surgery. And now you have, we're on a podcast, so y'all can't see, but she teases y'all. So I don't want somebody to be like, chef, I can't believe you said that. But now you have these beautiful breasts that are in front of me <laughs> that sit up nice. I, I would love for my breasts to sit up like that. I'm and I'm 37. So how did how 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 was that? You know, sometimes women say maybe they feel less than, or were you like, cool, I got a set of new boobs, or did it take time getting adjusted to? It took a it took a some time getting adjusted to simply because because they're not natural. Um and, and y'all just as as Chef has alluded to, I call them my flotation devices. <laughs> Flotation devices. <laughs> um, the, it, it takes a period of getting used to. I did not feel less than because I made the choice. I think I made the choice and I had mentioned it to my husband. I was like, if, if it comes back positive, they're gone because I don't want to keep going through this year after year after year wondering what if, what if. Just take them. Yeah. Just take them. You know, um, so, you know, again, he he reminded me, let's not get ahead of God. Let's not get ahead of God. Perhaps that was out of selfishness. <laughs> I don't know. But nevertheless, um, they are. It, it didn't it didn't they don't define me and neither did my hair. When I lost my hair, I will say this, chef, I thought I was my my prettiest without my hair. I know that sounds crazy. No. I thought that's when I looked my prettiest is without my hair. I I really did. And so it's it's like now um you know they're here to stay. (laughs) You know I gotta get them checked out every day I did just to make sure the implants are okay. But yeah, no, I did not have any adverse feelings towards it at all. None at all. Wow, that is amazing. And I can imagine you with short hair. I'm pretty sure some people could rock that short hair look. So I'm pretty sure you were looking fine. I I will say my hair was already short. Um, My stylist who walked the journey with me as well, she was in denial. She was like, your hair is not going to come out. I was like, baby, it's going to come out and it's okay. So it's like the way I had it styled at that time, I went in and she just cut it a little shorter. And I think it was December. My family and I, we were watching a movie. I went to the restroom and I did something. And I just went to, felt the back of my hair and I pulled out a bunch of hair. I said, oh, it's time to go get it all cut off. And that's exactly how I said, I said, honey, it's time. Let's call Paula. It is time to get my hair cut off. And we went, my family and I, we went and we took pictures before and she was like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, baby, it's coming out. It's okay. And she just went on ahead and shaved it off. You know, I can imagine that 
to you, you looked beautiful. I know you said you were at your prettiest because Anna, honestly, your beauty is from within to even say something like that. I mean, you, I can only imagine what it's like to go through this, but you went through it with such a positive attitude, you know, like even during this whole time that we've recorded this podcast, you have yet to say one negative thing, you know, and, and it's just, it's so amazing and so refreshing. I know your beauty is on the inside and out, but just for you to have that positive, that positivity that you bring. You know, chef, I think, well, it's not that I think, I know if there is a woman out there facing this right now today, your attitude is half the battle. Mm. If you go in with, whoa, it's me. And, and, don't don't mistaken what I'm saying, because you're going to have your moments because surely I did. But it's how long you stay down in that moment. I have this motto that. OK, I'm going to let you have your pity party. You got three days because if Jesus can raise if Jesus rose in three days out of all the hell he went through. Yeah. To be a sacrifice for us then surely you can in three days too. So have your pity party. Three days, I need you up and I need you carry on and having the will to live, no matter how that storm is looking, no matter how low you are in that valley. I'm gonna need you to pick yourself up, find that song, whatever it is that gives you the motivation when you are facing those different trials and tribulations, I'm gonna need you to pull from it and get yourself together. And carry on with life because life is not going to stop because it did not for me. Life did not stop. I still had to take care of my daughter. I still had to take care of my husband. I still was doing probably shouldn't have been (laughs) some of the things that I was doing, but that's just who I am. So, yeah, I, I would squeeze in a little cake here and there as I, you know, as I went through each of my bouts um, of diagnosis, um, I would squeeze in cakes, especially during my during 2012 when I was going through chemo. That's especially then it was like, you're not tired. I was like, y'all, y'all know I don't sleep anyway. So if I'm tired, I don't know if it's coming from the, the radiation or not. It just might be just me. So I was still doing stuff, still staying up late not getting a lot of rest like I should have been, but that's just me. But again, God has sustained me through it all. And again, I say I did have my moments of tears. I did have my moments of worry, but there's always that time when I had a reminder of who God was. Mm. Case in point, um, if I may, um, Thanksgiving, I can't remember the year at the moment, but I was preparing the house because we host Thanksgiving here. So I was preparing the house. And at that moment, I just, I just, you know, this overwhelming emotional thing came upon me. I don't know what to call it, y'all, but it just came upon me. And it's a, a sense of worry, a sense of, oh my God, you know, am I gonna die? You know, what is this gonna look like? You know, all. All of what the devil was was in my head doing, it was coming out and it was coming out in tears. But, but God, I tell you, but God, I tell you that God is something else, something else. (laughs) I was putting some books on my nightstand and 
an index card came out. I cannot to this day remember what that index card came from, but it was a scripture, probably one that I had to study to memorize. I have no idea, but it was Psalms 34, 17 through 20. And it says, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and serve and, and saves such as have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He guards his, he guards all his bones. Not one of them is broken. And that for me was God's way of saying, you know, I got you. Yeah. I got you. None of this is going to affect you. I got you. And that gave me the strength to just keep on keeping on along with some other scriptures y'all I got a whole bunch and a whole bunch of songs amen I I, I love that and gosh you just she's such a beautiful spirit Anna and I'm so happy thank you so much for sharing your story with us and everything I feel aligned perfectly. I had no idea even when I asked you this. I know I had told you months prior, I was like, okay, I'm I'm, I'm going to have you on the podcast. And, And then I was going about and I was moving. And then I chose this week. And now fast forward, we're here this week. And this week you are eight years. Yes. Yes. We'll be celebrating eight years. Eight years, two time survivor, man, that is awesome. What would you like anyone to know who maybe is afraid of of getting that mammogram or or going or attending or, you know, maybe anyone who's been recently diagnosed, what would you like them to know just about this and about being a survivor? What does that mean to you? Okay. So I would say first and foremost, at the beginning of each month, get used to checking your breast. They're yours. Feel them, squeeze them. They're yours. They are part of who you are. So go ahead and and do what you need to do to get yourself checked. As cliche as it may sound, the sooner you know, the better off you will be. So early detection is truly the key. For my sisters, for my pink warriors that are worrying through right now, Stay the course. Again, find that thing. Whomever you believe in, whatever gives you the energy to keep going, find it, hold on to it, and let it keep you moving forward. If you are just recently diagnosed, the same thing applies. Find that thing that will keep you, that will, whether it's a song uh, or a scripture or whatever it is, a friend. Let your friends help you. Let your family help you. And just and just stay prayed up. Just stay prayed up. I love that. I love that. And what does the future for cut and keep eating look like? Because you're eight years free. You're still operating your bacon business. What what are your plans for your bacon business? What are some things you're looking to do as you grow? I am. Well, this week. Um, I will be uh, advertising a special 
for the end of Breast Cancer Month, and it um, the proceeds from that special will be donated to uh, Making Strides. And I will also just be looking for different ways to grow. Um, I am in, um, part of the Entrepreneur Club, so I enjoy all of what I'm learning there to help grow my business. I am looking forward to some of those master classes that I have taken to be put to use. Right now, I'm in the process of rebranding. Um, so I was like, okay, once my rebranding is done, that master class is going to be put into place and it's going to, I'm going to let it work for me. I've done some behind the scenes research on that. So, you know, just trying to get uh, product and things ready for when that comes about. So just, just growing, just growing, chef, just, just taking it to whatever level I can participate in, in some more oil in I can't even say some more because thankfully, I'm very grateful to my clients that keep me busy, but I also want to make sure I have those time to do some pop-ups, as you know, I've talked to you about before. So some different things. I love that. I love that. So I love that you're using your business to to give back and to support something Mm -hmm. that I love that. Yes. Something that means so much to you. And I look forward to seeing you grow. Anna, before you leave real quick, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your story and thank you so much for showing up today. It means the world to me during this month that I get to feature not a one, but a two-time survivor. And as well as business-wise, it means the world to me that I get to, to have you here because I love watching you grow. And before you leave, Anna, I know you listen to the podcast. So are you ready for lightning round? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. You ready? All right, let's yeah. do it, Anna. Who is your celebrity crush? Oh my God! Um, mm. if, if you wasn't married, who would you not mind? Oh, it doesn't matter because okay. You, well, it, does it have to be a actor? No, it could be anyone. Any celebrity? Okay, well, see, my first husband as I say, was Joe Sample, who it, who was a jazz musician. Joe Sample, look him up. He's deceased now, unfortunately, but oh. that was my first husband, my first love. That was, mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. He's an older man, but. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, nothing wrong with liking them older men. All right, darling. <laughs> what is your favorite color? Pink. Pink. Pink and red. Mm-hmm. Pink and red. Pink. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Pink makes sense and it's fitting for this month. What is your favorite book? Any book of all time? My favorite book, I would say. Besides the Bible. Oh, oh no, what, no, 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 no. Um, wow. What is my favorite book? Dang, Amanda, that's a hard one. It's okay. That's a real hard one. Right now, I will say this. God, that's a hard one. Normally, people say the celebrity crush is a hard one, but. No, my book is a hard one uh, because I, I I do read a lot. Mm-hmm. So for me to choose one, like right now, this is the, the book I'm reading right now. All right. Tony Evans, Kingdom, Kingdom Marriage. Marriage. I love that. Okay. Are you currently yes. enjoying it? 
Yes, I am. So this is this is a good book. So that's the one I'm currently reading now. Okay, so we're gonna stay with that one right now. All right, you, you're like me. Normally, my favorite is whatever my nose is dive deep into. So I get it. All right, and what is your favorite kitchen utensil that you can't live without? Oh, my kitchen aid. Your kitchen aid. My kitchen aid mixer. Let somebody else do the work, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. And fast. Yes. All right. I totally get it. Anna, thank you so much for coming on today. I greatly appreciate you. Any last words or anything you want to share that you want anyone to know? I just want to, again, thank you for giving me this opportunity to, again, bring awareness. All of those women and even men, I can't forget them because there has been instances where they are diagnosed with breast cancer as well. Please get checked. I cannot say it enough. Let it be the first of every month that it that it's your reminder when we change months. That means check those tatas. As we say, check the tatas, you know, and 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 continue being a supporter of those that you know who are going through, even if you're not going through, we appreciate all of our supporters, our prayer warriors. We really do. It means the world to those who have gone through the journey and have and are walking people through the journey. So I would just say, continue doing those things. And most importantly, again, I say, get checked. I love it. I love it. And if anyone on the other end has a supporter that is as amazing and as kind as you, then I know that they are definitely blessed. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure they do. And let me just say this. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me and I will share whatever I whatever I know. If I can't, if I don't know the answer, I would definitely find it for you. I have walked. I've had the pleasure and I say, I, I use that term loosely, of walking several women through the journey mm-hmm. of different stages. Thank, thank you. I appreciate that because there are a lot of women that listen to this podcast. And again, it's just another testament of how amazing and, and giving you are. And for anyone who is listening, um, I will link Anna's social media handle in the show notes. And thank you so much for allowing people to reach out to you. And if anyone wants to follow Anna and her business and just her journey, then be sure to click her name in the show notes, grab her name, send her a DM, tell her chef sent you. And I know she will pour into you and help you as well. Anna, once again, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you. Thank you, chef. You got it. Beautiful. Wow. All right, you guys, how amazing is Anna? I cannot imagine what strength and courage it takes to have to go through that. But one thing I do know is that with faith, all things are possible. And Anna is definitely a testament to that, y'all. She is just, wish you can see her. Please be sure to to follow her page, to show her some love. And, And she was very serious. Even when the camera went off, she said, Chef, I'm serious. If anybody listening, is going through this or know someone who is or just wants help on how to be a better support to maybe someone they know, you know, please tell them to reach out. And that's just the type of heart and kindness that she has. I definitely want to thank Anna for coming on the show and and sharing her story with us and and her courage. And I look forward to seeing more delicious baked goods from Anna. And I'm so happy that she just has a story of beating this thing, not once, but 
twice. And that's just the best way that I could end this October. For all women listening, as we continue to celebrate National Breast Cancer Awareness Month, please be sure to, like Anna said, check, you know, fill them, they're yours. Uh, do what it is you have to do. And in the show notes, I'll also have a link as well to a website if you need more information from the Breast Cancer National Society also. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Take care and bye for now.